Hi there, welcome to Shiloh Tabernacle London. We're located in South East London in Woolwich Dockyard, Block 1, Unit 9, Dockyard Industrial Estate, Woolwich Church Street, SC18 5PQ. Join us for our Bible study every Friday from 7.30 to 9pm and you can't miss our Sunday services packed with prayer, vibrant worship and a powerful word. First service is 9am to 10.30 followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now for the best part, let's get into the word. I'm going to share, pull out your Bibles, pull out your notebooks so you can write whatever the Lord speaks to you as we share the word together tonight in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Yes, this evening we want to talk about um, delay. We want to talk about delay. Hallelujah. Is delay a denial? Does delay mean that uh, God does not want to do that which he promised to do? Hallelujah. We are going to talk about that. Delays by God are not a result from any failure on his part. They are not. Delays are not. As a matter of fact, God does not delay. God does not delay. He only delays, he only works according to his purpose, he, according to his timetable. So we who that wait, we that are waiting are the ones that interpret it as a delay. You see, God is always on time. Is always on time. Anything that we have not received is not on his part. No. He is not, it's not on his part. It only reflects our unrealistic human expectations. You see, we have got, human beings have got unrealistic expectations. We expect too much from people. We expect too much from leaders. We expect too much from people that are in position. We tend to think that, to hold them in standards that are beyond human. That's why when a, a leader makes a mistake, people begin, it's like he has, it's like some, somebody has, I don't even know what he has done. It's because of unrealistic um, expectations. And if you are a Christian that is that harbors or carries unrealistic expectations, you are going to be disappointed you're going to be disappointed because God does not work according to our plans. He does not work according to our timetables. You think it is 8 o'clock right now in heaven? It's not even 8 o'clock on, on, on the mainland in, in, in Europe. It's not in 8 o'clock in America. It's not 8 o'clock on every continent of the world. Hallelujah. God is out of time. He's outside of time. He's outside of time. So for him... He works according to his time, not according to the time of the world, not according to human time. So when though the uh, human time and God time do not match or do not, uh, they are out of sync, if I may say, we begin to, th to think that God is delayed. God does not delay. God does not delay. That which he has not done in your life, <laughs> is about to come and it will come in the right time he's about to unleash it right now right and you know why because he wants that when it comes in your life he wants to take the glory that men may know that it was him who did it you understand that men may know that it was him who did it let us get into the scriptures right now the bible speaks of um peter writes in um, to peter Second Peter, chapter 3, and verse 8. Verse eight. Hallelujah. Are you there? Let's read from, um, from uh, let's see where we can read from. Let's read from, uh, from, uh, from, uh, from verse 5. Oh, from verse 6. Forever, from verse 4. They will say, where is the promise of his coming? Because people were, you know, the people in the, even now, people are questioning the promise of his coming. Not just the promise of his coming um, as, as in appearance at the clouds at the end of the ages, but even you and I, we find ourselves 
asking that question, when is the promise coming? Prophecies have been made. The word have been, has been spoken about you. God is coming through, through for you. We know at the end or at the beginning of the year, we declare words. This is the year of this and that. This is the year of that and that. And you keep waiting. And then you ask, when is this promise coming? If you have ever traveled with kids, those of us that are parents here, you know that if you are traveling a long distance, they keep asking. Even I remember many years ago, we did, we did the road trips to Scotland. And we are just one hour into the journey and somebody is asking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? When, when are we getting there? They're super, they are so excited to get to this destination <laughs> that they keep asking, when are we getting there? It is human. As it is human. So we keep asking, where is this promise? It's delaying. Is there anything in your life that is delaying? That you keep asking, where is this thing? Where is this miracle that they have spoken about? Where is, the, where is this breakthrough? Lord, you spoke that I will travel nations. <laughs> where are they? You see, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, we are in Second um, Peter chapter four, uh, uh, chapter three, verse four. Ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from beginning of creation. In other words, for them they were seeing no change. The things are are continuing as as if there's nothing. Is is there anybody here and it's like there's no change in your life? There's no change in your life. Things are not shifting as you wish them to do. God is not working at the speed that you want him to, 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 to work at. Where is the promise of his appearance in my life? When will he touch me? When will I get that? These guys are saying, we, uh, what we see is normal. It's, there's, nothing, there's nothing spectacular. Verse 5, for they deliberately overlook this fact. <laughs> the people who say such, if you have that kind of mindset, there's something that you're overlooking. And this evening we have come to, to, to destroy that. We have come to destroy that mentality. We, we need to be very observant. We need to see and know. Mm, there are things that have, are happening. There is something that is happening in your life. There is something, I can assure you, there is something that is, there is mileage in you, in you. You are not where you were yesterday. It may not appear. It may not appear evident in physically, but I can guarantee you that your God has been moving you. He has been maras. You are not where you were yesterday. No. You cannot travel in God and be at the same place. You cannot. You are making, you are advancing. Spiritually, you are advancing. And soon, it will translate in the physical. You will behold it. You will see it. Hallelujah. You will see it. I decree and declare that you see it sooner than later in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. You are making progress. Contrary to what the situation shows you, contrary to what is around you, you are making progress because your God is a God of progress. Hallelujah. For they deliberately overlook this fact that the heaven existed long ago and the earth was formed out of the water and, th and through water by the word of God. All these things were done, what? Were made by the word of God. What you need, what I need is the word of God. As long as I have the word of God, hey, I, need fear. I, I need not fear anything because I have got that creative power in me. He says, and by that means, and that, and that by means of this, the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. So, these guys who are saying that nothing has changed, actually something had changed. There was a world that was there before and it was destroyed. So this is something new. There is something that God is doing. Look close. Look closely. You will find that there is something that God is doing. God is at work in your life. Hallelujah. Listen, verse 7, he says, by the same word, by the same word, the same word which created the first heaven, the, 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 the first earth, the same word which, you know, the, the, when the floods destroyed that, 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 that earth, the same word, hmm? the same word, by the same word, the heavens and the earth that now exist are, store, are stored up for fire. Can you imagine? They are stored up to be burnt. 
but they are being kept until the day of judgment, until the destruction of the ungodly. Therefore, in verse 8, he says, but, but, do not, but do not overlook this one fact, beloved. Do not overlook this one fact. This is a fact. That's why we are saying in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the preamble, we said that God's timing is not our timing. So he's saying in verse 8, do not forget this, do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years. One day is a thousand years. That means that most, all of us have not even started living. We have, haven't, well, we have lived, but we have not completed one day in the eyes of God. And then we are saying he's delayed. <laughs> Do you see that? For him one day is like a thousand years. How, how long have you been waiting? <laughs> how long have you been waiting, child of God? If you have been waiting for three years, then you haven't, you, you haven't even started waiting. A day is not yet, it's not yet even a year in the eyes of God. He says, with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. So in that grand scheme of things, where is that delay? Where is delay? That means that God has, is, 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 is still on course. He's still on course. He's still on course to deliver you. He's still on course to bless you. Somebody say amen. Verse 9, he continues to say, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise. No, he's not slow. <laughs> Our God is not slow. Hallelujah. He's not slow. He is not slow to fulfill his promise. As some count slowness, slowness. I refuse to be among those who count God's, you know, God's pace as slow. I refuse. Hallelujah. I refuse. Hallelujah. But, but he's, he's patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. He's, this world, the Bible has just told us in verse 8, that this new heaven and, and earth are, are being stored up for fire. But God has delayed that so that many may repent. You see? That many may repent. So, when you look in Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3, Habakkuk said, For still the vision awaits its appointed time. There is an appointed time for that miracle. There is an appointed time for that breakthrough. Everything has got an appointed time. By who? By God. Not the time that was made by man. Not this chronos. There is a kairos. There is a kairos moment. There is a kairos moment for that breakthrough. Not the Kronos. So stop looking at the Kronos and tap into the Kairos. Hallelujah. Then you will notice that and know that God is not delaying. There is no delay with him. Is anybody following this, this, this evening? For still the vision, Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. For still the vision awaits. It awaits its appointed time. The miracle awaits. The breakthrough awaits. It's appointed time. It cannot leave. It cannot get to you before it's appointed time. Who appoints that time? God, the one who holds time in his hands. He says, it hastens to the end. It will not lie. It will not lie. The promise of God will not lie. I have got many promises on me. After I just gotten saved, you know, I was taken to the mighty woman of God um, by Apostle Jesus, by my mighty woman prophetess, and she spoke words upon me. Some of them I have seen and some of them I haven't seen. But you know why? You know what? I am confident that I will see them. I will see them. That's why the psalmist says, I believed that I will see, I will see the goodness of the Lord in this land of the living. The goodness of the Lord. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Somebody said, I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in this land of the living. It shall not lie. It will come to pass, he says. He says, it seems slow. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse, verse, verse 3. It seems what? Slow. It seems. In the eyes of men, it seems slow. 
in my eyes, in your eyes, it seems like a delay. But he says, wait for it. Do what? Wait for it. Don't panic. Wait. That is where most Christians fail. Waiting becomes a choice. It becomes a burden. Because they know for them in their minds, you look in the mirror and say, oh my God, um, my gray hairs are coming. I think this is gone. I'll never see it. What have you ever have you read about Abraham? A man called Abraham. Have you met him in the Bible? <laughs> a man who became a father at a hundred. And you are what? 23? 33? Hmm? Some of you are not yet 40. Even me at 56, I still have hope. I am not going to lose hope until he calls me home. Because I have believed to see his goodness. In this land of the living. I know that it may seem slow to come. There are those who retire at, at 50. There are those who become millionaires at 60 something. The man that, that uh, started the KFC. <laughs> when he landed on the, I, the, the Lord, he got this revelation of the recipe that's now all over the place. At the, at, in his 60s, he became a millionaire in his 60s. And now you are crying and you are in your 30s. You are crying? Come on, come on, come on. That Lord has delayed. No, he has not delayed. He says it has it hastens to the end. It will not lie. It seems slow. But do what? Wait for it. Wait for it. It will surely come. Mara so telibro, say to the weary one that your Lord will do what? Will surely come. It will surely come. It is a sure deal. It's not a probability. God does not deal in the probabilities. It may rain. Have you seen the, 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 the weatherman? It may, it may. God is not like, he is a sure, he knows. It will do what? Surely come. It will not delay. Did you hear that? It will not delay. <laughs> according to his time it will not delay you hear that somebody say amen it will not delay okay let us transition into um john 11 john chapter 11 we are, that's where we're going to rest most of our time john chapter 11 god does not what he does not delay his promise is not going to delay it is coming. Just wait. Wait a little longer. Hang in there. Believing. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. The Bible speaks in John 11, very common scripture. We're going to go through it. Now, a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany. Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Yeah, verse 2. It was Mary, the same Mary, who anointed the Lord with anointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. There was a problem in this family. There was a problem in Bethany. Hallelujah. And what happened? Because they had access to Jesus Christ, they prayed. They made, they made a petition. They sent a message. Whenever we come before the Lord, that's what we are doing. We are sending him a message. Hallelujah. They sent him a message. They sent him an email. <laughs> Hallelujah. But so the sisters did what? Verse 3. They sent to him saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. They did not even use his name. They were trying to get to him, to get to his heart. They used that word, you see. Him, you, him whom you do what? You love is ill. They knew that the moment he say, they say, they talk about his, his love for, for him, he would drop everything and come there and then. This is what happens when you go before the Lord. We expect him to drop everything and run. Just like an emergency, you know, the EMTs or the, the ambulances. He's, God is not an ambulance. <laughs> He's not a, a paramedic. He works <laughs> at his best. So they sent for him, expecting him to come back. Because he was not even very far. He was just a, a, day's, a day's journey away from them. 
So the Bible says, but when Jesus heard it, <laughs> you think, let me ask a question. Do you think Jesus was hearing, was just realizing that Lazarus is, is sick when, uh, when, the, when, when, the, when, when the servant came? He already knew because he's omniscient, he's God. He already knew. He already knew. So this is what he says. Then he said to them, this illness, hmm? this illness does not lead to death. Whatever it is that I'm going through, that is a consolation. That is, it's not going to lead to death. It's not going to take you out, child of God. No, 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 no. He said, but it is for what? For the glory of God. There is nothing that God allows to come into my life, into your life, if it's not going to benefit him. <laughs> Our God is good. When it comes to his glory, he doesn't play. As long as it's not, it's not going to glorify him in your life, he will, not, he will not allow it to come. So whatever it is that you are facing is not to take you out, but rather to glorify God. He says for the glory, but it is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. It was an opportunity. Whatever goes, whatever happens to you, whatever comes into your life is an opportunity for God to glorify his son through it. A problem in Bethany, but an opportunity in heaven for the son of man to be glorified on earth, that many may come to him, that many may believe in him. Many are going to believe in God because of that situation that you are going through. Hallelujah. He has allowed it because there's nothing that can pass him and infiltrate your life. It's not there. It's not there. Now, verse 5, the Bible says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. He loved them. He loved them. Why is the, the writer telling us this? He's telling us to, this because of, of what is about to happen, of what is going to follow. He loved them. He loved them. That was true. But when he heard that Lazarus was ill, instead of dropping everything, the Bible says he stayed two more days. He extended his visa. He extended his hotel reservation. He extended the stay. You would expect that because he loved them, he would say, hey, guys, end of mission. Let us run back to Bethany. There is an emergency in Bethany. That's not how God works. My emergency is not his emergency. His emergency is not your emergency. Do you understand? That is not how he works. He would have left everything he was doing to rush to go to Bethany. But instead, what did he do? He extended his stay. Two more days. Eh? He delayed his return to to, to Bethany. Can you believe that? He stayed two days longer in the place where he was. He didn't move an inch, in other words. Because at times we pray and God does not move an inch. Not because he hates us. Uh -uh. The Bible has just told us that he loved Martha, he loved Mary, and he loved who? Lazarus. But Jesus, the man is, 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 uh, is, is, is sick. There's trouble in that house. You love them, I thought. Why shouldn't you be rushing right now? Mm -mm. Not yet time. You see that? The Bible says in verse 7, Then after this he said to his, his disciples, Let us go to Judea again. Now in this place in Judea, this is a, in, the, in, the, in the previous chapter, it's a place where they had wanted to stone him. They were looking for him to stone him. He had to run away. And now he's telling them right now, Let us go back. Can you imagine what is going on in the, in the, in the hearts of his disciples right now? Then this, the, the, verse, verse 8, the Bible says, the disciples said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, are you crazy? Is that, did we hear that right? Did you say Judea? He says, yeah. The Jews, the Jews were, were, were just now seeking to stone you. And now you are going there again? Are you okay? Didn't you see the guys that they, they want to take you out? But let me tell you, there is nothing that will stop God from coming to your, to your rescue. There's nothing. There's no force. <laughs> no force. Did you hear that? No force could stop Jesus from coming back to Judea at his, in, at his own timing. 
There is nothing that will stop him. He will stop at nothing to rescue his children. There's even death on the cross could not stop him from coming from heaven to rescue you, to rescue me. Think about that. Nothing. He will stop at nothing. Jesus answered them, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he's, he, he does not stumble. But if he sees the light of this world, uh, because he sees the light of this world, but if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. You see? The light is not in him. These guys that were looking to kill him were about to stumble, not him. Not him. And in verse 11 he says, And after these things he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. But we are going to awaken him. Hallelujah. He has fallen asleep. There's a situation in your home. There's a situation in my home that has fallen asleep. But listen, Jesus is coming to awaken it in the name above every other name. Hallelujah. He is coming to awaken it. He did not come on time. He did not come on my time. But he is coming in his time. And he's going to awaken it in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Lord. I don't know how long it has been asleep. But one thing I know that he is coming. He is coming. He says, let us go and do it and awaken him. It is going to awaken in the name of Jesus. Yeah. It's just been, it's been asleep. <laughs> it's been asleep. But the disciples, the Bible says, they did not understand what he was saying. Verse 12. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he's asleep, he will recover. If the guy is asleep, he will recover. There's, not, there's no need to, for a fast. This is why should we even go? If he's asleep, yeah, if, he, if it's a cold, he will recover. In other words, there's no, there's no need for us to do what? To go back. Did you hear that? <laughs> the Bible says, now Jesus had spoken of his death. They didn't, for them, they thought he was, sleep, he was talking about sleep. You know? Then he broke it down to them that they may understand. This, the, 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 now, now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest in sleep. Verse 14, then Jesus told them plainly. Now he broke it down to them plainly. Lazarus has what? Has died. What? He has died. And he says, this has happened for your sake. Did you hear that? Lazarus' death happened for the sake of these guys and for the sake of other people. <laughs> Did you know that what you are going through is not just for you alone? It's for the sake of somebody, some, somewhere. He says, for your sake, says, I am glad that I was not there. This is him saying, I am glad I was not in that house when this happened. I'm glad I was not in your family when this happened. I am glad. So that you may believe. You, that you may believe. That you may believe. All this was happening that they may believe. That somebody may believe in him, in Christ. That's why he says, you know, everything that's going through your life is that he may be glorified, that God may glorify his son through you. You are going to be a glory in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. This is going to end gloriously, whatever it is that you are facing. Somebody say, Amen. Verse 16. So Thomas, the son, the, the, the twin, said to his fellow disciples, <laughs> let us go that we may also die with him. Because he knew for him, he was saying, you know, I know that those guys, the last time I saw those Jews, they were, they were, they were bent, they were determined to kill us. So, okay, if that's what you have decided, let's go and die with, 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 with this guy, Lazarus. Listen, they began to go. In verse 17, now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had, had already been in the tomb. How many days? Four days. What does that mean? That means that the day, because if it takes one day to travel to where he was from Bethany, he died on the very day the messenger came to him. The very day the messenger came to him, after with the message of being sick that day, he died. So the messenger comes back, that's another day. And Jesus Christ is there another two days. Four days. Why four days? Why is Jesus Christ his, delaying his, his, his return for four days? It is deliberate. It was deliberate, child of God. 
in the Jews, in the Jewish culture, they believed that the soul of a man will leave his body after three days. That's what they believed. When he's dead, after three days, the man, the soul leaves him after three days. That means he's dead, dead, dead. Now, after four, four days, they know he's dead. So Jesus Christ did not come on the third day because they would say, ah, this, his soul was still in him. Ah, he, was, he, was, it, he had fainted. It was a swoon. So he made sure that according to their belief, the time he comes, they are sure that the guy is what? Dead. Why? Because he wants to do something that men will only know that it had to be God. Do you understand what, what's happening here? For four days he had been in where? In the tomb. I don't know how long the situation in life has been in a tomb. It doesn't matter at what point it is, whether it is in the tomb, whether it's sick, it doesn't matter at what time he comes. It is the same. The results are the same. For him, the results are the same. Whether he comes when, it, when, when, when whether he had come when uh, Lazarus was still sick, or when he, whether he came after death, it didn't matter, because the moment he comes in, whatever the situation it is, it has got to bow before him. It has got to acclimatize itself to him. Hallelujah! Somebody say Amen. The Bible says, now, the writer moves from Jesus and brings in another scenario. In verse 3, it says, Bethany was near Jerusalem. Bethany, the village where Lazarus lived, where he was with his sisters, was near Jerusalem. And this was strategic in Jesus doing this. Because it was just two miles away off, he says, many Jews came to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brothers. How many? Many. This is what Jesus Christ is doing here. Jesus Christ is creating is creating uh, like a crusade, if you want, if 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 you want to, to to put it that way, he's making sure that there are as many people as he can minister to in one single moment. You understand? If Lazarus had not died, all these Jews would not have left Jerusalem to console them. Do you understand? So God, Jesus Christ. God through Jesus Christ ensures that there is a delay so that this young man may die. After he has died, many will come to console them. And whilst they are in that village to console them, boom, something will happen. That they may do what? That they may believe. Do you know what God is doing in your situation? He's gathering people that are going to believe because of your miracle. Hallelujah. He's still gathering them. He's still gathering them. That when you stand to testify, they'll say, oh my God, what? That was God? I need to believe in him. So, there were men. Now, you see that the writer is taking us to this, is uh, showing that, uh, us that scenario. Now, he goes back in verse 30, 20. So, when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out and did what? And met him. Martha was always the one who was, you know, moving up and down. You know, these people who just cannot sit down. That was Martha. Mary, for her, when she would sit in a place, she would sit in a place. But Martha, when she heard, she could not wait. She went. Jesus Christ was not even, he was not even in the compound. He was still afar away. So she went, the Bible says she went. In verse 11, Martha, when she got to him, she said, Martha, the Bible says, Martha said to, to, to the Lord, if you had been here, if you had been here, do you know what that means? You delayed. You were too late. I called you. I, when I needed you, you were not there. If, on, if only you had come. You delayed. It's too late. It's too late to you, Martha. It's too late to you, Reuben. But it's not too late for God. It's never. Because his time, his time, he has got time in his hands. He's the one who determines, let it be 12 o'clock right now. It's 8 o'clock right now. He can decide, let it be midnight at this moment. He can decide it. Just like that. He can. Because he owns time. Time is in his hands. So she's saying, you are too late. If only you had been here. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. You delayed. But does that matter for God? No. 
she has no clue what she's saying. But listen, at least she, she, there's something that comes out of her, but she says something that is very crucial, something that is very, very important. She said, but even now, I know that you have delayed, but even now, somebody say even now, even now in that situation, even now in that living room, even now, even now, she says, but even now, I know that whatever, not some, whatever you ask from God, God will give you. What is this girl saying, you think? This girl has got some hope. She has some hope, although she's, she has just blamed him that she is late, but she has some hope that now that he has come, she knows that whenever Jesus Christ asks his father, whatever he does, even now I know that is what we should know. Every time you know he has delayed, things are not working the same way you should you, you expect him, but you need to know that even now in this situation, something can happen. Something can happen. This situation can turn around even now. Even now. I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. And if he gives it to you, he has given it to me. Listen, Jesus said to her, <laughs> your brother is going to rise again. Child of God, whatever it is, it is rising again. Your brother is going to rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. You see now she's like she's fallen back into the into, into the fallen knowledge, into the fallen understanding. There before that, before this verse, she had some revelation, but now she has fallen into hopelessness again. She, 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 she now thinks that Jesus Christ is talking about the end of the ages. Jesus said to her, you do not understand what I am saying. I am the resurrection <laughs> and the life. As long as I am here, there cannot be death here. As long as I have come, whatever has had died has got to come alive. It has got to come alive because I am the resurrection and the life. Where I am, there is no death. I am the resurrection. So whoever believes in me, whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. For everyone who for, and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. And then he asks her, do you believe this? This is the same question that is, is it, as a matter of fact, this question was not only for, for Martha. It is for us. Do you believe this? Do you believe it as a Christian? Do you be, this, is the, this is the single most important thing that a Christian should believe. That even though I die, because I believe in him, I shall not die. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So she said to him, in verse 27, she said to him, Yes, Lord, I do what? I believe that you are the Christ, that you are the Son of God, and that who is coming into the world. She missed the whole point. Yes, she, um, you know, repeated what uh, uh, Peter had said. I think she had read about that. She had heard about that. That's what she said. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know you are. I know. Have you ever seen, said something like that? Yes, I know. I know that you can. You are, you are so and so. But in your heart, you don't believe that he can do. He can actually you know, move the, the needle. She didn't believe him. But then, this is what happened. Jesus Christ whispers to her and says, go and call your sister. Go and call your sister. Now, again, I want us to watch something here. Very important. In verse 28, he said, when she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary. Verse 28. She went and did what? And called her sister Mary, saying in private, the teacher is here and he is calling for you. Jesus Christ had given her instructions that, that, that this is what I believe, that he had given her instruction, go and whisper into her ears. Be, now remember, they are surrounded by what? By many Jews who did not believe in Jesus. They did not hear what Martha told Mary. But all they saw, the Bible says, and when, verse 29, and when she heard it, she did what? She arose quickly and went to him. This, this is a woman who has sat in a corner mourning her brother. And then a sister comes and whispers into her ears. 
and suddenly she, 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 she arises and walks out. Guess what happens? Everybody in the house, everybody in the compound follows her. Hallelujah. If he had said, if she had said public, you know, publicly, the master is, the teacher is here. Not, a, I don't think many people would have walked, would have, would have stood up to go to to, 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 where Jesus was. But he was inviting them. He was lowering them to him by sending a private message. And when this woman arose, everybody wanted to know where she's going. The Bible says that most of them thought that she was going where she was going to the tomb to weep. Listen. The Bible says Jesus was not yet in the village, but he was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house consoling her saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to wear to the tomb to, to weep there. And that's where exactly Jesus wanted them. That is where exactly he wanted. It was a setup. Do you see what's happening in your life? It's a setup. It's a setup. God wants, it's a stage for God. To show his glory. You see them following her? All of them following her. Now the Bible says in verse 32. When Mary came to, to, to where Jesus was. She saw him and she fell at his feet. Saying to him again. Just like her sister had said. If you had been here. My brother would not have died. Meaning that all along. All those two days. All those four days. What was there on their hearts? He delayed. We trusted in him, but he delayed. We entertained him in this house, but he delayed. Why didn't he come? Yet he says he loved us. I have served him. We served him in this house. How many have served God? And he has delayed. <laughs> you think he has delayed. I have served him. I have sung all these years. I have ministered all these years. I have given all these years. I have believed him all these years. But where is he? When I needed him, he was not there. That's what they were saying. If you had been here, my brother, this would not have happened. This calamity would not have befallen us. But when the Bible says when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come were also weeping, it was like a, it broke into a, a chorus of cry, of crying or weeping, if I may put it that way. He was great, greatly troubled, Jesus Christ, the Bible says. And this is what he asked. Where have you laid him? Where have you laid him? Now was the time. Now was the time to show his glory. Where have you laid him? Where have you laid that issue? Where have you hidden it? Where have you buried it? You talk about these things, some things that you have buried and walked away from because you knew they are dead. They said to him, Lord, come and see Jesus is now weeping, verse 35. So the Bible says in verse 36, so the Jews said, oh, see how he loved him. Even him is now weeping. Even him is now crying. Verse 38, then Jesus deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone had been laid against it. He said to them, take away the stone. What? Take away the stone. Now, there is tension. I want you to, to be, you, you can believe, you can imagine what's going on. Why? Why is he asking people to do that? Doesn't he know that he, that the guy is dead? He's been dead for yet, for days. Jesus said, to, and, and, and Martha, Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an order. There will be a stench, for he has been dead for days, as if Jesus Christ does not know it. He's dead for days. There is an order. It is going to stink. He's gone. Why are you bothering? He is gone. But Jesus Christ, not, Jesus Christ had already told her that I am the what? The resurrection and the life. And she did not pick it. <laughs> she did not pick it. So they took away the stone. Verse 41. And this is what happened. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said to the father, Listen, Jesus Christ is not praying. He's not praying, oh Lord God of glory, I am here. See your servant, see your son. I am praying, Father, that you come and show yourself strong. You know these guys wanted to stone me in, 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 in a few days ago. If you don't come today, you know, you know what they are going to do? Come and show yourself. Come and prove. No, 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 no. no. He, he, the Bible says he just gave thanks. <laughs> he gave thanks. 
Can somebody give thanks right now? Give thanks. Just give thanks right now. Give thanks because it is done. He's giving thanks because it is already done. Hallelujah. In his eyes, it is already done. This man is not dead. He's coming out. You are coming out, child of God. I am coming out in the name of Jesus Christ. That's why I'm thanking God. He thanked God. He says, I thank you that you, not that you are here, you are going to hear me. <laughs> I thank you because you have what? You have heard me. When? <laughs> you have heard me. The Lord has heard you. He has heard that cry. He has heard that lamentation. He has heard. Therefore, start giving thanks right now. He said, I knew that you always hear me. Verse 42, I'm reading from the ESV, uses the word I knew, not I know, I knew. I knew. Before I came here, I knew that you do what? That you are always with me. I knew you need to know. I'm not going to know. I already knew. When did I know? Before this, the situation, I knew. Do you hear that? I knew. You need to be. That's, oh. He says, I knew that you always hear me. But I said this on account of the people standing here. That they may do what? That they may believe that you sent me. <laughs> For the people, these Jews that you have brought all the way from Jerusalem. All the way from Jerusalem. How did he bring them? By death of this young man. They don't know that they are there because he has already orchestrated that. He pulled, the, he pulled in. He's done pulling the strings. They think they are there to console these family, but they are there to receive a message. Everything has been choreographed. It's not, there's nothing that happens accidentally. No, it has been carefully choreographed that they be there. He says, I, I, I have said this on account of these people standing around here that they may believe that you sent me. Did you see that? What you are going through is, on, is for the, on the account of other people that they may know that Jesus Christ is alive and is at work in your life. That they may know and the Bible says, when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice. When you read Matthew chapter 5, verse 28, the Bible says that the dead shall hear his voice. The dead will hear. The dead can hear. They can hear God. They can hear God. Because even the trees, even the in inanimate things can hear. Stones can hear God. <laughs> If a stone can hear God, what about a lifeless body? According to us, it can hear him. That's why the Bible says when he arrives, when he comes, even when he rose again, when, when he rose from the dead, there were many that rose from the graves. They heard him. He called, and that's why he was very careful to, 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 to single out the name. If he had just said, come out, <laughs> all over the place they would come out. <laughs> In every cemetery they would have come out. But he had to specify and say, you know what, Lazarus, Lazarus, come out. Whatever it is, it is coming out today. Come out. And the Bible says, and the man who had died, he came out with his hands and feet bound with the linen strips and his face wrapped in the cloth. He said, and, 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 and bind him and let him go. The Bible says in verse 45, as we finish, many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary, and had seen what he, he did. What happened to them? They believed in him. Mission accomplished. They believed in him. They believed in him. But we could, of course we know that the Pharisees were not happy. And they began to plot even to kill the miracle. Because the devil, he will not stop. He will even want to kill the miracle that has come. But that's not where we are going tonight. We are stopping here. They believed. The Jews did what? They believed in him. So if you put this, if you condense this story and distill the truth out of it, did Jesus Christ actually delay? He did not delay. 
He was right on time. He was right on target. He was right. He was right on time. He knew what he was doing. He was working according to his agenda. Hallelujah. He knew the end because he's a God who knows the end before, even before the beginning happens. He knew what he was doing. Lazarus' sickness was that many Jews may come from Jerusalem and believe in him. So what was a delay or a delay in the eyes of Mary and Martha was never a delay. It was a setup. So I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that God does not delay. Uh -uh. He works on his agenda and he works because he wants to glorify himself in the situation. That's why he delays. So that when he comes and performs a miracle, men will know that it had to be God. After four days, the Jews believed that the man was dead. And when he came out of the grave, walking, they believed that this is indeed the Son of God. Child of God, I am praying that you will stand firm and wait for God to glorify himself through you in that issue in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He is not slow to perform his promises. He is not flow, slow to perform his promises as some think. No, he is not slow. He is right on time. And when he comes, he comes with a bang that the world may know that many may be con convinced, many may be persuaded, many may believe in him in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Somebody pray and say, Lord, give me the tenacity to wait. Give me the power to wait in the name above every other name father i repent where i have thought that you have delayed where i have thought that you have forgotten about me where i have judged you my father lord i repent where i've been impatient my father I pray that you give me the patience, the grace to wait. Give me the grace to wait in the name above every other name. Reveal to me what you are doing, my Father, in my life, through my situation, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Just like you did it, my Father, Lord, with Lazarus, my God. Just like you did it for that family, do it for me, in the name above every other name. Show, self, show yourself strong that many may know that you are a God, that indeed you are a God, that you are powerful that you are able to do that which we cannot think or even imagine. We give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen. Thank you so much for listening to this sermon, and I know you've been blessed. For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle, and other sermons, please visit our website www.shiloh.org.uk and don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Shiloh LDN. Once again, that's at Shiloh LDN. You've been listening to Shiloh Tabernacle London, changing lives, building dreams. Until next time, God bless.